0: Hey guys, welcome to the Think Sports Podcast. Our guest today is a BCCI NCA Level B coach and an ECB Level B coach. He used to be the head coach of Videocon School of Cricket, which is the most famous and largest cricket academy in Kolkata. He currently is associated with the Cricket Association of Bengal in the state sub-junior level. Please join me in welcoming our guest, Devabam Sarkar.
1: So, in light of the global pandemic, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the current scenario in coaching in Calcutta? Also, can you highlight um, what you are doing to keep the spirits up of your players in your academy?
2: Uh, you know, as per the government uh, rules now, sports is
1: closed, all, all forms of sports. Uh, right. You know, school,
2: sports, it's going to come, it's going to come last right okay. right because unlocking has started but then in phases right and, you know coach in school very last
1: right is is, it, have you been,
3: have you been in touch with uh, the coaches and students from your academy online and trying to get uh, um online sessions with them in terms of keeping their fitness and things
2: like yes that? there has been a lot of there has been a lot of online things going on uh, ever since you know the unlock uh, the the uh, locking has started. The lockdown started. There's a lot of, uh, especially in terms of uh, uh, physical uh, fitness. Okay, so our trainers, they are really at it, and uh, you know, maybe five, or four hours, five hours in different batches. Uh, they are really at it. So in private academies also uh, are doing it, and suppose I am also attached with the state uh, coaching right now. The under 16. Uh, batch of uh, Bengal, and so mm, even uh, from the state side, from the cricket association of Bengal, we are having a lot of sessions, especially in terms of uh, fitness, and you know the PGOs are also doing a lot of prehab, uh, which is a, a pre-season, you know, have basically, and uh, and we are also we are also doing a bit of skills, a bit of skills online, but as you can understand, you know, lots of. Uh, grills and lots of uh, uh, skill practice indoor is uh, is quite boring so skills we are doing but uh, more emphasis more is on the fitness part
1: but it must be difficult oh. to keep the spirits up right the of the players
2: yes. yes obviously keep the spirits up and you know basically so the boys don't get detached from the game, Okay, Uh, because there is something called muscle memory which I am talking of this under 16 level there is something called muscle memory that you know that keeps on developing. So if there is a layoff then the muscle memory diminishes for a particular skill. So uh, it is keeping in touch with with the game and technically the muscle memory uh, is in touch so that you know
1: nothing is lost. Right okay um just to uh, so some questions about you um what uh, so the first thing is what got you interested in cricket like initially uh, can you tell us a bit about your playing career uh, playing
2: career yeah i was uh, since the age of 15 years uh, 14 plus maybe uh, right. 14 plus uh, uh, see i had a very uh, sporting i had a lot of sporting activities since my childhood age because my dad was a railway officer and we had to travel all over India, uh, every two years, three years, we had to travel all over India. So there was not much of other socializing. So right. what used to happen is, uh, we used to have those railway officers clubs, and there used to be a lot of sports and games. So we, we never had the chance of making a lot of friends and doing other activities. So uh, the whole, uh, you know, the entertainment for us was like go and play. In the, sport, in the club, whatever sports were available. So I used to play badminton, I used to play table tennis, you know, that was the recreation basically. And then gradually, uh, I came back to Kolkata. then uh, I, was, I was, you know, studying in my school and the school had a cricket team. So I started taking up cricket. And then all of a sudden, when I was in class six, I got into the, you know, senior school team and okay. people started play, saying that you play very well. So I also got very motivated. I told my dad "Dad, I want to take a cricket." So he said, okay, take a try. So we had this uh, one major coaching center at that point of time in Kolkata. I started going there. So within six months, you know, uh, uh, it it paid dividend. And I got into the under-15 Bengal team. That was the national tournament then. Now it's under-16. The BCCA has under-16. But then we had this under-15 Bengal team. And uh, within six months, I cracked. The states today, so that was a big motivation. That was a big leap, and uh, I said, okay, that's it. That's going to be my career also, and uh, it gradually took up from there. And I played uh, various, you know, age levels. St- I represented the Bengal state in various age level tournaments over the years. I played many years in the Kolkata Division League, all the major
1: clubs here. Uh, so that is how it went, basically right um and in in your playing career um, did you notice any like nuances in the sport or like was there any difficulty to make it to the top level like was there any uh, roadblock that you had to overcome uh, in your playing career that you remember well there
2: are, there are ups and downs i believe in every sphere of life there are ups and downs and uh, basically, you know, when you don't make it, you always feel that some, some wrong has been done, some right. wrong has happened to you. Uh, I don't take it that way. I don't take it that way. Uh, there have been roadblocks, uh, you know, people talk of politics, politics are there, uh, certain external factors were there. Sometimes I felt that, you know, maybe uh, I should have achieved more with whatever effort I had put in. But then... Everybody feels that when you don't make it,
1: correct.
2: that's what I believe. So at the end of the day, I'm happy with whatever, you know, whatever I have done uh, with my cricket career. And uh, then later on, I took up coaching, which is also, which has also helped me actually.
3: Right. right. When you were younger, were you interested in any other sport apart from cricket or was it just singular focus on cricket?
2: Yeah, yeah. As I said, you know, I I used to I, I used to be a multi-dimensional sports person actually. Uh, right. For my school, I used to represent my school team in uh, football, in in uh, cricket. I was also I was living in Howrah, a place called Howrah. There, so I was also the sub-junior uh, uh, district badminton champion of Howrah. Oh, okay. okay. So that time it was badminton and cricket parallelly for me. I used to play table tennis and soccer and all that in the school, but. A serious sports. Uh, it was badminton and cricket, but then you know, as I said, I cracked for uh, the state team in cricket. So from then on, badminton took a back seat. Oh, okay, right. So that's how it is. I think most it's of us.
0: Generally, what
2: happens? Generally, what happens is it's it's so uh, there. It's something about genes, basically. There's a lot of studies uh, these days about the genetical uh, structures. Uh, it right. is generally said that one person or one kid who is good in one sport, will also excel in yeah. other sports. Correct. Okay. Right. Okay. a lot of studies,
0: genetical
2: yeah. yeah.
3: studies regarding Correct. this. Yeah, but it's interesting because given the structure over here in India, kids from a young age are being played, like they play many, many sports, not just one, right? And it becomes difficult for them to choose just one particular sport where yeah. they can focus all their attention on. So it's interesting because you say like you cracked the Bengal under 15, and that made it easier for you to select, okay, because you were good in badminton and in cricket. But it's interesting to know how you select one out of two that you're so good at. And because it becomes challenging for quite a few people. Yeah, so most of us can relate to that.
1: Like going yeah. through that situation where you have multiple sports that you play, but you don't know which one is the best one for you. But then if you have some tangible success in one, you kind of stick to that. But otherwise, it's pretty tricky to be in that sort of Absolutely. situation Absolutely. otherwise
2: it's pretty tricky but then what is happening these days uh, is that uh, you know studies are taking up in in our childhood we yeah. used to have a lot more of time than the kids today today it's very difficult for a definitely. kid to play many school. definitely yeah because yeah, definitely. you know the time constraint the school is taking up a lot of time yeah okay even like uh, for boys who are into serious cricket, you know my students or the guys who are competing for the Bengal State under 16 team starting in school that were you know about to appear for the secondary or the school leaving exams, so for them, continuing single sports is also becoming very tough these yeah, days,
1: definitely. Definitely, yeah. From personal experience, so, I can uh, account for this, like, I during my ICSC and ISC exam, I couldn't continue playing any sport. Like, I, I used to. Yeah, exactly. So for three, four months, I wasn't going for cricket card. And what tends to happen is with most people, they take three, four months off and they kind of grow out of the game, you know, because it's, it's kind of, like you say, muscle memory. Also, it's a habit playing a sport. You enjoy playing it. You're doing it regularly. Then some time away, it's hard to get back to the same level. So I think a lot of students in that phase, in class 10 or 12, face this problem. So, uh, Over
2: the the last couple of years, I know, uh, since I have been with this age group, under 16 age group of the state, for the past four or five years, uh, over the last two years, I know at least uh, three boys, who have, uh, you know, since they grabbed the Bengal side, then they had to leave the regular schooling, and they enrolled themselves in the open school.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. So so that is like… Uh, so are those
0: boys that are taking up uh, cricket professionally that want to go on to make maybe the Indian team or just play that as their career? Sorry? Uh, is, so are those boys that you were talking about, are those boys taking up cricket professionally? Or is that what they're trying to do? Yes, and yes. At yeah. the level?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Since they are uh, they are decided on taking up uh, cricket professionally, so henceforth uh, it's becoming very difficult to you know uh, do their regular schooling as well as uh, you know play for the state, play for the clubs, and the whole cricket season with them. Uh, It's becoming very difficult. The school is also forcing them home. You have to go to school now. It's a clash of timing, the number of days uh, attending school. So, So they are choosing one way now. Okay. See, those days are very difficult now when we used to know that Alin Kumle, and see, uh, you know, uh, those kind of uh, guys, uh, they are actually engineers. Okay, they did a lot of studies, yeah, yet yeah in right. for India. So, right. that time, uh, that uh, stage is becoming very difficult.
1: Next day, That's more difficult. So, sir, to pull this out. is
3: interesting. Um, um, you are, so, as you know, this particular challenge, right? And you are um, coaching kids who are of that particular age. So, when they have to make that decision, Right, when they are trying to decide between taking the examination or um, whether I want to go ahead and at the age of 15, 14, we all think we can make it professionally, but there are so many more challenges ahead and there is parental pressure and, and there are lots of other pressures that we have. So what advice would you give to a student who's at that stage? How do you um, tell him that, okay, this moving forward is a good avenue for you or for her as the case may be?
2: So this is a very interesting question, actually, which I I, I regularly face, actually, uh, and at the, this age group, um, uh, it's more from the parents than the than the guys, because the boys would always love to play, you Yeah. Know? But more of such questions do come in from actually the parents, so they keep on they keep on asking, so what what should we choose, what should we choose. So I always try to make analysis of the of the guy. So I tell them, I tell the parents that you know, give them uh, till the age of uh, maybe uh, 16, 17 and uh, 18 maximum maximum, 16, 17 uh, give them till that age and uh, see see how cricket is going okay, see how so what, what kind of success they are getting from cricket uh, till then you know, my advice uh, to them is always till then, try to balance it try to balance between cricket and school and see, even like, just as I said the times have changed, even times have also changed. that at one time there is to be th- uh, this uh, theory that you have to have a great result in your school living exams to do a good career. Right. Right. But today, but today things are different. There are so many professional avenues available. If you are not doing very well in your school living exams, I, I know a lot of guys who have done exceedingly well even after that. Yeah. Right. Okay. I know a lot of guys, I can tell you about one of my students, uh, who actually was doing very good in cricket, he, he attended India under 16 camp, represented Bengal, and uh, suddenly in college, uh, till then, you know, like HS and uh, uh, high secondary and secondary exams, he was totally into, devoted into cricket, so he just kicked through, he didn't do a great result. He got into San uh, which is one of the premier uh, colleges in Kolkata, through yeah. Sports Quota. Right. Okay. Later on, after maybe a year or so, suddenly he left cricket and he got concentrated on his studies. And you know, he is doing so well these days. So that way, it's not necessary that, you know, since 16, 17 years, if you are not doing very good in studies, you are just balancing between sports and studies. You know, later on, you can leave sports and still make it uh, big in other areas, in other yeah. professional areas. Yeah. yeah, So that is the kind of advice I generally give.
1: Yeah, no, it's always good to have a plan B. Like you can't focus Absolutely. on just one thing. So even if you're for putting your mind to sport, you know, at the end, if if that doesn't work out, it's not the you know end of the road here. You have to have other avenues, other interests as well. So it's good to it's if possible balance i know it's in, it's increasingly difficult these days to balance education and sport but i think that's that's the best advice you can give to a student in that situation yeah try to balance yeah, as much as till,
2: possible till a certain age till a certain age you balance it till a certain stage you balance it yeah. like as i said maximum 17 or 18 years maximum yeah. and uh, you know there from thereafter you take take on one focus okay maybe 15 years of age you are making into the big team, you make a decision but if you can't maximum 17
1: years wait great till 17 18 then make a choice you know um okay uh, moving on to your uh, the coaching side of things uh, as a coach um any personally what are the particular uh, challenges that you have faced like in terms of maybe you can talk about uh, your coaching philosophy or uh, was was it difficult transitioning from playing to coaching because they are two completely different things? Because you can be a really good player, but coaching other kids or at youth level or at senior level, it's a completely different ballgame. So what particular challenges have you faced moving into coaching from playing? Uh, the greatest challenge about coaching, I'm talking about cricket. Uh,
2: yeah. If I talk about cricket, the yeah. greatest challenge about coaching in India used to be uh, this concept that you have to be a very renowned player to be a good coach. Right. Okay. But, okay. you know, modern days coaching is something very different. Things are changing. Things are changing now. Uh, but I faced this at one point of time. Okay. Uh, you know, this concept, this theory, uh, or, or let's call it this practice that has been going on that you need to be a great, uh, very renowned player to be a good coach. But uh, this is one aspect that I faced. But then later on when I started doing my professional courses, uh, you know, I cleared uh, level B of BCCI with very good results. Right. And uh, there everything is assessed. It's not only the theory that has been taught. There your coaching pattern or your coaching uh, capabilities is assessed. And uh, so when you when I did uh, good results uh, with those courses, so I did a level B from BCCI. I've also done a level B from ECD, which is English Cricket Board. So when I got these certifications, then I I started getting assignments of coaching, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, state level assignments or these kind of things. Uh, so this was one challenge that I faced uh, because see, internationally, even if you look at today's coaches. Uh, it's not about big names. It's about, you know, coaching experiences. It's about how qualified each coach is. It's about uh, the team management, the man management. Things are yeah. changing in India. Things are changing in India. If you look at the football scenario in India also, uh, the parent body, uh, AIFF, I suppose, yeah, they, yeah. have made a rule, yeah, they have made a rule now that you have to be a licensed coach uh, you know, to to be coaching for any of these uh, uh, I S L teams. I S L, yeah, the, the national, yeah. yeah. So that thing hasn't yet come into cricket. Though there have been a lot of deliberations, there has been a lot of uh, you know uh, discussions about this. Uh, obviously, a great player will always make a good coach, but I believe he has to educate himself also with the modern system, with the modern theories. Uh, things are changing, I hope things will change further also, uh, because now if you look at the Indian scenario, if you look at the Indian support staff, we have Bharat Arun, okay, so I am sure nobody's, nobody heard of Bharat Arun because uh, before he came, he played a couple of matches for India, but you know, as a player, uh, he is much better off as a coach than you know his contributions as a player. So that is one big credit, and uh, sir used to be faculty at NCA when we were doing our courses. Okay. So the great knowledge he has. Uh, so this was one challenge that I faced, uh, and otherwise uh, there are a lot of aspiring coaches. There is competition. There are a lot of uh, people who have taken up coaching. So there are a lot of competitions are there. Basically, these are the these are the challenges that that I face. You know, in my coaching. So, so that
0: was interesting what you were saying when you said that. So, if you're, uh, did I understand that correctly? If you're a big player, you don't have to have certifications to coach at the highest level in India in cricket. Is that what you were saying? It's not mandatory well, to have
2: certifications. See, uh, the last time, if you, if you really reflect back on the last advertisement for the Indian head coaches' post, uh, uh, there were a certain criteria. There were a certain criteria. Okay. But um, what I am talking about is uh, uh, most of the foreign countries, yes, you know, coaching for even a state side or for any kind of official coaching assignment, a certification is must. Okay. A certification is mandatory. But here in India, suppose you are, you are going to coach for some state team, the certification hasn't become mandatory like the football
0: scenario.
3: Um, just for aspiring students, if you could harp on um, what the set certification and licensing is and how one can go about acquiring this certification and licensing like, what is the procedure and how is what is the qualification required and how does one get this? Okay,
2: see, this is uh, totally the certification. We have only one official certification in India, uh, which is actually run by National Cricket Academy. Of which uh, Rahul Dravid is heading right now. So National okay. Cricket Academy is basically the technical wing of BCCI. So uh, BCCI NCA, National Cricket Academy, BCCI NCA is responsible for the coaches' education. But uh, what happens is all the coaching courses, all the courses that keep on happening over the period of time. Level we have three certifications: Level A which is the primary, level B and level C. So, uh, now there are certain parameters which entitles you to, you know, appear for those courses. But again, you have to be uh, forwarded, you know, you have to be sent by your respective association, your state association. So, the NC organizes those courses for the state associations, generally, not generally, the state associations you have to go via the state association. You cannot, you know, privately apply. Right. So that is one one problem area. So anybody, you know, aspiring cannot do the BCCI course privately. It has to be through the official channel, which is the state cricket association. And uh, it's not; they don't really set very high criteria. They rather assess you your knowledge over there. Very high criteria that you have to play so many matches, so many things of so that kind of a thing. Uh, there are certain private courses that are happening. Okay, right now uh, I just saw the other time uh, Ms. Honey Academy. They are uh, doing a private online course during this lockdown period. Okay, but okay. those certifications are not officially accepted. But yeah, certainly they will help you out. They will help you out. Maybe you yeah. uh, know, uh, procuring some. Uh, Non-official coaching jobs, that kind of thing.
1: So, uh, for, as Arjun was saying, aspiring students, someone who wants to get into cricket coaching, what are the main criteria that they need to fulfill? So, as you said, maybe at an initial level, the degree isn't the most important thing. Maybe the primary focus is the experience they've had as a player. But apart from that, you're saying that the times are changing, so people are looking at other things more, you know, like, like it's not that tangible, but certain things like people skills, man management, all those kind of things. So, if someone is to aspire to become a cricket coach, what are the things that they need to keep in mind? Sorry, they need to keep? Keep in mind. So, at a very initial stage, what do I need to do to become a coach? See,
2: cricket coaching is about You know about two parts. One basically is the development part, or you are a kind of a personal coach. right So if you are looking at a personal development of your student, and the second uh, type of coaches are the team coaches, with with, uh, you know, and that includes a lot of uh, team strategies, man management, personal management, and all those kind of things. So it's basically, it's basically uh, you know. Uh, It's a a double orientation, basically. I know a lot of people who are very good individual coaches, very good individual coaches, but they are not good at uh, team coaching because team coaching involves strategy, team coaching involves personal management. But if you're technically very sound, if you are not like we in coaching courses, we do a lot of biomechanics. Uh, to really understand the technique of, of the game these days, so biomechanics is very hugely followed. So if you are biomechanically very biomechanically very strong, if you are technically very good, you can always you know opt for the individual development part of it as a development coach. So I always feel you can specialize in yourself this way. Either you get uh, you be a very good team coach and go into team coaching, or you can be a very good development coach and get into you know kind of academies, where a lot of individual skill development goes on. So, this is one area, you can always segregate yourself. And uh, the courses I was talking about, they teach you everything actually. So, it's not just about, it's not just about a uh, cricket technique. I also did my level C course. I, I could not go back after six months to, you know, uh, sit for the assessment because of, of my uh, family problem, very serious family problem at that point of time but I also did the highest level C course of BCCI, And over there we had, uh, you know, a huge, uh, what should I say, a uh, mm, lot of things uh, to uh, study, a lot of things to understand. So which included biomechanics uh, bio- at the highest level, which included uh, sports psychology at a very high level, uh, which included personal management, which included media management, which included... Uh, uh, aerodynamics, human uh, human psychology, sorry, sports psychology, human physiology. So, all these aspects come, on, come in later on and you will be taught. If you go to those four courses, you will be able to learn a lot of things uh, other than cricket also. And all these things are related actually because level C courses, like they are preparing you for a national coaching level. So, over there, you need to. You know, you
3: need to handle the media also. So even media management, how you handle the media, that is also a kind of yeah. so thought in your you opinion, in your opinion, in today's day and age, can someone who, for example, has been in the banking profession for five years, but has always loved cricket at the end of the day, eh, because we grow up, cricket is so big in our country, Right. But because he has followed the path, he has become a banker. After five years there, can he make the switch and become a coach in our setup over here in India? Do you think it's possible?
2: It's very much possible. It's very much possible. As I said, the times are changing. The times are changing. So if you do your certification, if you do your uh, coaching degrees, but then you have to risk it because you're going to start from the scratch again.
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah.
2: So if Uh, somebody is ready to Ready to take that much of risk for the sake of his passion? Then I think it's it's quite possible. It's quite possible. I know a doctor, a homoeopath doctor. In fact, he was once discussing with me. He says, "I've got bored. I have cricket. Used to my passion. I want to start coaching." Okay, so they, it's a very it's a very valid thing that you have said. There are people like this, and if they are ready to take in the challenge, I think they can switch over.
1: They very much can. But um, you were talking about these uh, degree certification, it's not readily, like you can't apply for them personally, right? You need to go through this, the state organization. So anyone like today, if I decide to switch to coaching, I can't apply for that course, can I? Or like, do you I? Can't
2: apply, you can't apply uh, directly to BCCI. Okay. It has to be to the, uh, the state association. Right. But then there, as I said, there are certain private courses that are happening okay, Correct. there are certain courses that are happening. So one can start with that, you know, start coaching and then
1: uh, gradually channelize into the official channel. What I uh, So what I'm um, talking about is the when you talk about the state association, right? When you apply through the state association, is there a selection involved there? So they only send certain candidates or how does it work? Uh, when you say you apply through the state association, what do you mean? What's the process there?
2: Uh, the process is basically you have to you have to contact your state association. You have to apply to them that I would like to do uh, the BCCI course, Correct. Uh, the NCC NCA BCCI course for cricket coaching. So okay. uh, you start with level A. There is one level O also these days, which a lot of state associations are doing. So level level O is basically not a certification; it is an orientation course. So uh, I know a lot of coaches here in Kolkata. And level O is happening every year. Every year uh, they are doing level O, at least in our Bengal uh, uh, Cricket Association. So, and a lot of coaches who are into coaching uh, have done this level O over the last couple of years. So, you can always apply to your state association that I'm so-and-so. You can, you know, put in your bio data. And uh, and level o you can always start with level o which is the orientation course if you are doing well if from there gradually you can get into level a level b
1: Very so that
2: is
0: basically
1: the process okay yeah. uh, i think something so people- uh, you said
0: level o happens every year is there a uh, like a more uh, rugged frequency for level a b and c Are those how frequently do do those exams happen how would you can you change those after
2: you're done with the orientation? Yeah, it's, it's basically these days after, but there are advantages for those who have represented the state. You know, the, the people who have represented the state can directly uh, get into level A or level B. So that much of advantage uh, they do have, uh, those X players do have. And uh, level A and level B uh, or level C, you know, that gradually that comes. Uh, there is no fixed For that, there's no fixed frequency for that. He decides that we need a few of level A coaches in the state or a few more level B coaches in the state. So, the state, you know, level C is totally decided by BCC by NCA. But uh, as of now, as of now, level C is totally decided by NCA. But level A and level B, the states can approach the NCA and, uh, and, you know, request for a course to be done in the
1: state. Um, so, okay, that's interesting insight into like how you can become a coach, you know, because I, I don't think many people are aware of these degrees and licenses that you can get. Uh, so uh, definitely that was useful. Um, uh, another thing that was like we were talking about uh, before is what we notice these days in at India level, um, maybe at IPL or whatever at a high stage, uh, high level of cricket, we don't see enough Bengal representation. I mean, as compared to other states, right? So, um, what would you put that down to? Is that purely a talent issue? Or is it there is some bias involved that we aren't aware of? What would you put, like, as a coach, you must have noticed player like really talented people going up, you know, through mm-hmm. your the coaching system, I mean, the cricket uh, structure. They're going up, they're playing state level, and then they don't quite make it. Uh, why do you think? What what do you put that down
2: to? Actually, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, being in the official official channel, I should not uh, rather comment on uh, biasness or things like correct, that. Correct, correct. But there there are uh, there are certain uh, you know grievances over the uh, franchisee owners of of Kolkata uh, that not much of uh, you know uh, not much of uh, Local talent, in terms of players, or in terms of coaching staff, or even in terms of uh, management, uh, not not much of uh, local, uh, you know, talent or local manpower is utilized by them. Right. So that is one grievance that is always there. And uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, if you look at uh, the g 20 format. Uh, Bengal has not been doing very bad in that uh, T20 in the, over the last couple of years. Bengal, in fact, uh, uh, has made it to the finals also in the last couple of years. Okay, so okay. it was expected naturally. That there must have been good players in the team to reach the finals of the national tournament. Of course, but unfortunately, uh, uh, we don't see many players in the KKR and uh, right now we have a couple of uh, i think almost four or five players who are playing for other franchises uh, one of yeah. our budding young talent uh, uh, ishan pore uh, he is in fact uh, this year he's been roped in by some other franchise, franchise but not yeah. Much of, yeah but not much of you know encouragement uh, from the local team actually
0: yeah um
3: so since you see kids at the age of 15 and 16 we are all aware of the impact that IPL has made on cricket in India and actually globally as well. So, are the kids who are under you at that age? Is the dream still to play for India, or do you want to be a successful IPL franchise player? Uh,
2: see, what happens is in any sports, in any sports, uh, if you ask a kid, the kid will always follow a role model.
0: Okay,
2: they do not, they do not say. I, I want to become an Indian player. I want to become an IPL player. They will say I want to become a Virat Kohli or I want to become a Rohit Sharma or I want to become a Yasu This is, I believe, uh, child psychology or human psychology. If you ask anybody, they will always talk of a role model. And you know, it's a role model that draws people to cricket. Okay, it's basically a role model that will always draw you know, uh, kids into any sports. So, uh, it's generally, the general answer is always like, I want to become, if you're talking of that age group, the general answer is always, I want to become so and so. And then later on, in the next, next answer will obviously be playing for India, more than IPL, because kids will not understand, you know, uh, so much of money in IPL, if you're talking about a uh, 13, 14 years of, uh, of age, uh, a kid of 13 or 14. They will not understand how much money I am getting or something like that. But they know the pride of playing for the country is very high. Okay, IPL, but yeah, later on, if you, you know, you're talking about 17, 18, 19, when they start, everybody starts calculating and a lot of calculations come in. Uh, there are a lot of players I don't want to name. They focus so much on, uh, on IPL. Uh, young, upcoming, budding players, they focus so much on, on IPL. They just lost it in a couple of years. But uh, yeah, at that,
3: that age, it's basically the role model first and then country. So, sir, as a coach for you, does that come into your thought process at all? Um, when you are talking to kids and training them and coaching them at that young age, do you have plans set out for them uh, in terms of paths that they can go through and take? Or... Uh,
2: uh, To a little extent, uh, if uh, to a little extent, uh, uh, you know, the kind of uh, player they are, okay, if I find somebody, we had one of these guys in the Bengal squad uh, uh, year before last, uh, a guy called Afikutin Mondol. Uh, You won't imagine he was 15 plus and he can hit, you know, six sixers in an international size uh, uh, ground. Ground. He did it also. Uh, he, oh, yeah. he's a applying of six he's got so much of strength power and that's the kind of batting he does so yeah. if i find a player of that kind then obviously i'm trying to tune him up for a limited version of cricket for a t20 okay because he will not he and we couldn't make him uh, survive actually uh, we, mm-hmm. we in the under 16 batch in the national tournaments we had uh, we we have a three days alright
1: Right. so this lot
2: and we could not make him understand that you know you bat for 40 50 60 overs right. then he would be scoring 200 plus right. but every right. match used to give us runs but he used to you know go down 2 3 4 5 6ers 50 60 70 80 is happy. so if i find that kind of a player who is suited for that kind of a game for the t20 game i would i would tune him up i would tune him up for the t20 format which is ipl in india I will certainly tune you up that way. But if I find somebody who, will, who could be good enough, uh, nice. who, who's giving signs uh, to be a, you know, a, lo- a uh, longer version player, then I will tune you up that way. So it's, Sir, it's kind this of is interesting.
3: Okay. okay, so where do you stand on the argument which is test cricket or T20? And there is a school of thought that if you are good enough for test cricket, you will play every format. Right. And people say that if you are from the youth setup, focusing on test cricket, which is pure cricket, every other format will be fine. But like you are saying, if you find a kid who is 14 or 15 and he has this particular skill set, you tune him from an early age towards T20. Right. So, this particular individual tailored coaching program, do you think that is better for us? Or do you believe in the old purist theory of? Well, if you can do test cricket, you can do every other form of cricket.
2: Uh, see, there are a lot of players these days who are playing test cricket, but they are not for a country, for any given country, who are playing test cricket, but they are not in the T20 squad. And it's vice versa. T20 has got its own specialist players. I'm not saying all. Yeah, and again, there are players like Virat Kohli or Rohit Sharma or Kane Rahul or Jasprit Bumrah. Uh, they are masters in all formats. Okay, so there is a basic difference here. There is a basic difference here. But yes, uh technique does play a part. Technique does play a part. You know, like uh, as they say, if a dancer is good in you know in classical form he or she, that dancer can dance, you know, any form. Right. So, even here, if your technique is good, you can do well in all the formats, but then if somebody is only specializing in one particular area, and, you know, he's, he does not have this uh, kind of uh, mental setup for the 3 day format, nor does he have the skill setup for the 3 day format, then we can always specialize him for the Limited version. Right. Right. So there are, there are, there is a distinction. There are, there are players who are good in both. As I, this is an example I gave. Again, there are players who can only fit in one format. Like Cheteshwar right. Pujara. Yeah, okay. so he is a great test player, but he will never be considered for, you know, maybe the uh, one days or the t20s. Right. Right. Yeah
3: do you think because of the ipl india in general from the youth structure are producing less test players you
2: say that how can you say india is India. look at the ranking of uh, test ranking of india yeah if, if if we were not producing good test players we would never be in that uh, test ranking correct okay. I think the current yeah. in the current uh, even in the current test series that is going on, uh, uh, we are presently at number two. We were number yeah. one, but presently we are at number two. And uh, look at India's test record over the past few years—past four, five years, six years—we are always very good in test cricket. Correct. Okay. So it is known that uh, you know when this uh, when this T20 was starting, I was doing a television interview. I was asked by the anchor. That uh, this school of thought is coming in, that the cricket is going to change, and is uh, technique, uh, the cricket level is going to go down. The level will never go down. The cricket will itself change a bit. It will evolve basically. If you uh, really look at this, at one time, uh, you know, uh, 240 uh, runs per day used to be a great school in Test cricket. But look at now; yes, every team is scoring 300 runs in a day. Okay. So it's just a changing scenario of cricket. Just the changing scenario of cricket.
1: As with any and sport,
2: I think know, the I mean, yeah, it's it's not about degradation of of test cricket. It's just a changing scenario.
3: So, think, so the fact yeah. that now more test matches are getting over in three or four days, a lot of people say, right, it's over in three days. That's because nobody's sticking out for five days. You don't see as many draws in test matches, test matches as such as we used to see in the past. That is just According to you, the evolution of cricket and not because the quality has gone down.
0: It's not because of
2: the quality has gone down. Right. Maybe okay. we are maybe we are getting a lot of results, but results are always good. It's, yeah, it's playing out draws and draws is it's no good. Nobody likes it. Right. You always yeah. like results. And another point is that we are having results, but we are not having less runs. Right. We are not having less runs. If you look at the innings totals. Of every team, I think it's
1: it's it's one up actually. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, the thing a funny thing about India is that the talent pool is so much nowadays. You get so many different varieties of players. I think you'll always have enough talent for all formats of the game. So you won't see if oh the T Twenty team is doing well doesn't mean that the Test format there the talent is that there, there isn't enough talent for the Test format. I think you have talent for all three formats, and you can have players which specialize in. Either of them. Or you can have players which play all of them. You have different kinds. And that's just Absolutely. the scenario with India right now. And, and it's a good time for cricket in India, I think. And it's, it's only going to get better.
3: So I mean, adding to that point, sir, as you know, there are so many people who are interested in cricket in our country, right? There are so many kids. I'm sure you see so many. And you know about 80% of the group is not going to make it at a big level. So, as a coach, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with telling kids, as you do, listen, you're just not good enough because the talent level is so high in our country. The competition is so fierce in our com- in our country. How do you deal with that in terms of from the parents' perspective, from the students' perspective, as you as a coach, how, how does so that… To manage
1: path- expectations, you know, even if you yeah. don't make it to the top level, maybe you make it to a certain level, but how do you manage those expectations? Because as a kid growing up, I mean, I can say like I wanted to play for India. Everyone wants to play yeah. for India, right? But you kind of after a certain point manage expectations. How do you deal with that, that aspect? So,
2: uh, if initially I'm uh,
1: asked by somebody that what happens if this
2: person really make it? Uh, what happens if he doesn't make it? Uh, uh, see, I always say one thing that even if you do not make it, uh, do not make it, professionally uh, in cricket, but the times you are spending on the ground, the times you are spending uh, with, the, with the sport, uh, sporting environment, that helps in your personal development actually. Okay, yeah. even if, if I talk to a very young kid, uh, who's 10 years old, 11 years old, this, this kid will always have a lot of positive energy within himself, which he needs to spend some. So why not he let him come to the ground and spend it there? Because unless that kid spends that positive energy somewhere, that kid will never you know, grow properly. That kid will never evolve properly. That kid will be disturbing the parents at home. That kid will be irritated himself at home. So this is one area, you know, this will ultimately help in personal development of a guy even if he is not making it to cricket. So that is a very, very positive area. That is a very positive way. Definitely, definitely. So, as I always give the advice that 17 years, till 17 years, you see what is happening. Uh, even after 17, if somebody is not making it into cricket, not, you know, meeting those expectations that he had met for himself, or, the, or others had on him, uh, he's quitting cricket at that point. But what in this journey, what he has actually done is, he has gathered a lot of positivity from this sporting area, which he can use in his life, which will become, you know, useful in his later life. So I always take it that way, and I always, you know, try to make people understand that.
3: For students and individuals who are aspiring to become coaches or get into the profession that you are in, what advice would you give them? Yeah. And as an individual, would you do you think it's? Um, Economically viable for someone to be in this profession for uh, for them?
2: Uh, economically, I will take up the later part of your question first. Economically viable, you won't. Uh, if you are doing those courses and if you are, uh, you don't need to spend a lot on them. So you don't need to really invest a lot. Uh, you need to invest a lot of time. You need to invest a lot of your effort. Uh, you know, to, to come to a level. And, uh, viability, uh, well, you know, there are a lot of coaching jobs these days, a lot of coaching jobs, which does not require the official certification. Okay, a lot of school jobs are there. Uh, I know of, you know, a lot more of people now involved with cricket coaching and earning their livelihood. So, economical viability is there now my advice uh, to a coach which was the first part of your question uh, that will always be that you know you should take up coaching if you are passionate about it to do something professionally to do something professionally there are a lot more of easier things in life you know a lot more very easy things in life if you just want to make money if you just want to do something a prof- something well professional. But you know, if you take up coaching, be it in any sports, uh, you have to have the passion for it. If you are passionate, do it. And secondly, be uh, coach. In Indian scenario, there are a lot of times when we used to hear a uh, coach, even now, maybe sometimes we hear a coach says, I made that clear. Okay. 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 So, that is a wrong concept. A coach cannot make a player. A coach can only, you know, be with him, guide him and help him reach that level where otherwise maybe he could not have reached. Yeah. That is that is a coaching philosophy, you know, that that we should follow. Because if you always try to make a player, we'll never be able to make a player. It's it's today's world is a world of empowerment. So you coach your you do your coaching you prepare your coaching philosophy in such a way that you can empower a person and the and the, and the guy after he's 17 18 19 years old he can tell you yes now I've learned enough and I can be on my own yeah so that is that empowerment type of coaching should be there uh, that is one that is the advice I would like That's to give good advice, yeah. you know, the good school of thought he's my player and i will control him i will teach him i have taught him i have made him please let's get out of this okay yeah. this is no more uh, a coaching philosophy these days it's a world of empowerment empower you guys and they'll
0: do good
1: that's fantastic yeah, yeah that's really good advice yes. that's
0: extremely refreshing advice sir
1: yeah
0: <laughs> very refreshing to
1: hear yeah it was
0: very nice discussion So guys, that's our episode for today. Thanks a lot for listening. At ThinkSports, we're dedicated to helping aspirants enter into sports-based careers. If you want to know more, you could head over to our website at www.thinksports.co.in. Also, follow us on all our social media accounts. Links will be in the description below. And feel free to subscribe to our podcast for similar content. We hope to see you next time.